Welcome, everyone, to another episode of What Exit Jersey Stories. I'm your host, Nick Franco. Uh, with me normally is Pete Riario, but he's off this week. But uh, today I'm honored to actually have our two guests. Uh, they are Sensei's David Senek and Sensei Mason Senek of Maywood Karate here in uh, Maywood, New Jersey. Welcome. Well, thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Now, and why it's also like an honor for me because these are my senseis. These are the men that have taught me. Actually, I've been doing karate since I think it was 2001. Sensei, I think. Um, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was a little on and off, but I'm definitely back on now. Yeah. <laughs> well, in uh, in our style, uh, you Sensei Dave, you are a uh, an eighth don eighth um, eighth. Uh, degree black belt that is correct yes and sensei mace you are seventh don seventh degree black yes. belt. yes yep seventh yeah. degree yep now how many years uh for both of you have you been training i'll let my dad go first he's older uh, well i started in uh i started in 1973 so i don't know what that comes to 40 something years or um so yeah i started in 1973 and i trained with um my first sensei, whose name was Bob Hurton, who actually just passed away a few months ago. And uh, 1988, uh, with my twin brother and my younger brother, we opened up the dojo. And um, we've been in Maywood for the last almost 35 years. And that's um, so I guess you would say 40 something years, 40, 45 years something i don't know my arithmetic is not great but it's oh, that's okay <laughs> it's it's more than half my life which is um so see, i was 26 then i'm 74 now got it and and since i may say yep. how long have you been uh training well for me i started when i was five <clears throat> my dad took me to my first lesson and i'll be turning <laughs> 40 uh I can't believe in a couple of weeks or whatever, it's a few weeks already. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. uh, uh, what a July 10th. So not there yet. So almost uh, about 35 years been doing Amazing. martial arts. And uh, yeah, it's been a long journey. The, the, Sensei Dave, I, I have to ask you, what <clears throat> what about Maywood that it's like, okay, for starting a dojo, <clears throat> let's bring it to Maywood? Well, it's kind of not that it, that um, – that uh, inspiring a story. It's just I worked, I worked in Hackensack. Ah, uh, I was an I'm an optician, and I worked at an ophthalmologist's office in Hackensack. And and um, every weekend I would I would um, take a trip with my wife and ride around looking for what we would consider a use uh, a good location in in the whole area northeast area. And I went for to try to find something for lunch one day, and I discovered the town of Maywood, just because I'm working nearby there. And I said, "Oh, here's a nice little town." And it turned out there was a suitable space that was able to get us started there in Maywood. And um, we started there, and a tiny little place was 400 square feet. Wow! And and we've been there with this is our one, two, three, fourth location on the same street in Maywood since 1988. Excellent. It was it was just a perfect little town for what we wanted. The the parking was accessible. The, there weren't a, there, you, they they weren't there weren't a lot of franchises in the on the on the main street there. Every business was kind of a a sole proprietor type of thing, 
And it really suited us very well. And the people there were just perfect. They were very nice, very diverse, and very um, and, and just exactly what we were looking for in terms of our student body. So that's why we decided to give it a, a shot there in Maywood and see what happened. And that was 35 years ago. Excellent. Yeah. And, and for those not familiar with Maywood, it's in Bergen County next to Hackensack, Paramus, Rochelle Park. And it's less than two square miles, I believe. The, the, yeah. the whole town yeah. has less than 10,000 residents. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, everything neighboring. Like you said, everything is whoosh, packed in there in Ber- like the heart of Bergen County, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And it, it's accessible to everything. But it's it's yeah. at the same point where you are, you know, it's nice set back on. <clears throat> Well, not set back, but on West Pleasant Ave, which is it's a nice little center of town yes. uh, road that they've uh, you know done in Maywood, at ver- very small town like, but in a big town area. Yeah, the you know they the way they set up the parking, it's it's almost like um, um almost like an idyllic idyllic setting. It's just. Reminds you of a small country town, except, you know, the, and the parking is quite convenient, even though it's been getting a little more crowded lately as things have been coming back to life. Understood. Now, I have to ask you both. What actually, like, inspired you? What, like, what what brought you to karate? Like, you know, like, what was, was there an event? Was it just you were watching, you know, watching a movie. Yeah, you know, like what, what was it that inspired you to, you know, I need to learn karate. Well, if uh, I can, I can go first. Um, you know, I started in 1973. That was the big Bruce Lee era. Mm. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't Bruce Lee. There were two things that happened. I was I was working in downtown Patterson also as an opt- optical apprentice, and I had a little incident in a parking lot. Oh, okay. And I didn't like where I was parking, and, and I felt a little threatened. And at the same time, not Bruce Lee, but the old Kung Fu TV show with David Carradine. Doing oh, right. This, uh, I said, you know, that's the kind of guy I want to be. I want to be able to defend myself, but I don't want to project myself as some kind of a god or a big shot or a tough guy. I just mm-hmm. want to be able to defend myself <laughs> if I need to. I thought that persona was interesting. And uh, a friend of mine at the uh, at the optical place that I worked at in, introduced me to my first teacher and at at his school in West Patterson, and uh, I was taken right away. By the, I watched the movement, I watched the way his students were moving, and I said, "Wow, I, I wish I could do that." And I think that's what sparked my interest. Excellent. Now, Cynthia Mace, for, yeah. for you, you you've grown up in a karate <clears throat> yeah. atmosphere. But what led you to like to to keep going? Because you know yeah. that, that that's Different. the thing with, with something such as that. You, you could be it's like oh, okay, yeah, I want to continue this, but at the same point, you could have said this isn't for me after a while. Yep. What, what what's kept you at Friday all these years? That's uh, it's a probably a long answer. I'll try to shorten. I mean, uh, basically, you know, I started when I was five. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Like a lot of kids don't. Um, I knew my dad did it. <laughs> so um, I remember how I started off. I was very scared. I had some some instructors that uh, just they 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 intimidated me. It was a different time back then, too. But 
I remember my dad, he, uh, he like, I'll make a deal with you. Um, if you don't want to do it, it's fine, but just, you know, come once a week, you know, type of thing. And, Got it. um, so I ended up doing that <laughs> and I could say, well, here I am now, <laughs> but, um, I was ner- I was just, you know, kids are funny. You, you don't, you, you can't grasp the situation. So like in terms of going to a different part of uh, that question and I'll bring it right back. Uh, teaching's important, you know, especially with kids uh, be able to relate to children, uh, build a rapport and, you know, connect with them and have personality, not just be that militaristic discipline, Correct. discipline. There is that, but you got to have the other side. In the beginning, I didn't feel that. And I was just a kid. I was scared. You know, um, I didn't know better. I didn't see the big picture. I was five. But whatever it was, I can't pinpoint it. I, I remember I was doing some jujitsu uh, like on Saturdays. Okay. That was a little scary. But I just I just stuck with it a little bit. And then it's funny. Um, I got past that little initial fear and I started doing tournaments. And then tournaments is the one that kind of broke me out. My first two tournaments, I lost <clears throat> my first tournament. Again, I was just doing kata. I was like five mm. and I didn't place. And I just did like Kion kata, basic kata. Right. Okay. And then the second tournament, same thing. And I got like, a, I ended up like fourth and my first teacher, my dad's first teacher, Sensei Hearn, I remember him putting his arm around my shoulder <clears throat> and there was that, like, we talked that human connection. Right. And he goes, I'm so proud of you. Gave me a fourth place trophy. <clears throat> I remember going home that day and I said to my mother, for some reason, I don't know why she wasn't at that tournament that day, but I remember she was home and she asked me, how did I do? And I said, well, I did good. You know, Kyoshi gave me a, a trophy, but I didn't really earn it. I didn't, I didn't win. He said I did much better. And she was, you know, encouraging me like any other mother would. Mm-hmm. The very next tournament <clears throat> when I was a blue belt, that was 1988. At that point, I did Nahanchi. Nahanchi showed up. Okay. I remember going down the elevator with my dad, and I'm like, I'm popping the techniques, you know, and I'm in the elevator, like getting ready. He's like, Dad, I don't know why I, I, I keep losing. He goes, just he's like this, you know, I am. He's like, yeah, just do your best. You'll be fine. Just go. You, you'll be okay. I won first place. And I was like, whoa. It's like, it, like my hard work paid off. And mm-hmm. I was about seven or so at that time. <laughs> and um there was a grand championship where all the first place winners, kids from like five to 14 were in one division. I ended up winning that. Wow. And it was a, it was a pretty big thing. That's the big trophy we have in the dojo in the front window. Mm-hmm. And it's just more of a symbol for me. And I remind our kids um, that moment, what it was for me. So for me <clears throat> um, as a kid, I kind of grew up, you know, with a lot of like in the beginning like this. And then once I had that just a little bit of positive encouragement. And like I said, that reward where I felt it wasn't like somebody gave it to me, but I actually earned something. I worked hard. I practiced my katas. I did what I had to do. And I won this big trophy. And from that, that gave me all the confidence in the world. And um, that's what set me like, all right, karate is my thing. Mm-hmm. And I played a lot of sports. I love sports, <clears throat> basketball, soccer, but and all this stuff. But I was like, no, nah, this is my thing. And honestly, it was that moment that I was like, all right, this is it. And then from there, lots of different tournaments and I could, you know, other stories, et cetera, to where I'm at now. But it was the confidence I needed as a kid uh, to keep going. If I didn't have that confidence, uh, if I didn't earn, like I said, if I didn't win that tournament, 
I don't know if I'd be here today. It's fun. It's a funny thing the way it works. Um, that, that as a kid, um, really boosted my confidence and boosted my enthusiasm for karate. Like, I want more. I want more. And that's what did it for me. And then as I matured, I realized what karate also was doing for me other than just, you know, medals and trophies. So, but at a young age, like you said, it's, it's a hard, it's a fine thing we do with our kids is you got to keep them involved enough so they can mature enough to see the big picture, what we're trying to give them, you know? Excellent. Excellent. And then, and when you mentioned also kids now, like for, for Maywood karate, like what, what is um, the youngest like age of like a student, you know, that uh, wants to train, like what, what is the youngest? And then what, 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 what has been the oldest student that we've had uh, at the zoo? Besides me, um, I, well, I guess the oldest was, um, I forgot her name already, but, uh, Marion, Marion. Yes. And, um, she did, she stayed for a while. She, she had some trouble with it. Her balance. I think she was in her early seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And we start kids, kids have come in as early as three, even though we don't usually, um, encourage that. It, four approaching five is usually about where we want to be. Six or seven is great. Um, sometimes, but there are rare kids who are still not quite four yet, who just want to do it so badly mm-hmm. that they that they will persevere and stay stay with us. Um, that and it's gotten to the point where most of the black belts that we have with us started with us at about four or five years old now. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I know you know some some of the senseis at at our dojo started at you know that young uh, age. Like, I think Sensei Billy's uh, one of them. Uh, Sensei you know, Billy, yeah, I think yeah. Andre started as a teenager, but yep, yeah, but Sensei Michael, yeah, Maddie, yeah, Maddie. Yep. Maddie. yeah. So yeah, that's that's um uh, that that's the the range the age range that we we have students, <laughs> but um. You know, when I first went into that first dojo and when I first saw a karate class for the first time at um, my first teacher, Bob Hurton's school, Kyoshi Hurton, I, it was it was jam packed with 18 to 35s. Okay. And, and they were just the kid kids karate was in its infancy at that point. It was basically for adults. And um, now it's a bit different. But if you have a really good program, these kids will mature into adult black belts. It's it, now we find it unusual for an adult to come and start training. It happens, mm-hmm. but that's not the basis of what's keeping the doors open. Um, there's so much there's so much other stuff going on around right now that adults are doing, and what we do has been done for you know literally centuries. So. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's not a quite as exciting to today's generation as it was for that generation when I started in the early seventies, but it's good enough. And we're happy with what, with the, with the student population we have, and it's still very rewarding doing the teaching we're doing. Excellent. Excellent. And, and I know one of the things that I also like, I, I love about David <laughs> Karate is families. Uh, there's many families that yes. that train, and do, do you find that sometimes um, the 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 child starts in the Maywood Karate curriculum, and then 
the parent joins after or yes or, or do you find it the, you know opposite is is it the parent first child well, after or child first parent after <laughs> i i would say yeah, most we've had it both ways we've had some start together i feel of late uh, we've had more people start after the fact um okay. Big Tom Kearns, yep. uh, you know, uh, his uh, his son, Sean, made junior black belt and it took him a while, you know, but he got there and he decided that was his like benchmark. He's like, All right, I'm going to give it a shot. I've had an interest. Let me try to do it. So but we always we, you know, we bust on him and say, Tom, you know, if you would have started right away with Sean, you would have tested maybe with him, you know, but um, <laughs> it, it's a funny thing like that. And a lot of times, um, like you said, we have uh, the families that start. Right, friends. Yeah. We see a lot of the adults kind of sometimes stick with it a little longer um, when the kids start to grow older, high school, college, and the kids, then they start, you know, kind of forming their own lives. And sometimes they stick with it. Sometimes they go and then all of a sudden the adults are still there and they're a big part of our core. And like our core students, like you said, have always been family based. The, the people who have been with us, our black belts that are still here right now, all are summer like third generation Maywood Karate students. You know, um, it, it's it's pretty wild. Um, my, you know, our my our godchildren are testing for their adult black belts in October. Oh, you know, you know, Sensei Andre's kids and things like that. So it's like you realize how many generations of families have come through our doors. It's it's pretty humbling to see because a lot, of, like I said, the people that have stuck with us, especially through the pandemic. Um, right. It's. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a crazy ride. But the, the idea of a family run dojo, a family run business, um, I think kind of gravitates to people because we're not anything else but who we are. Um, we're not going to try to be we're who we are. My dad is my dad. I'm my own person. And people know that. And we treat people, um, you know, how, you know, we all want to be treated with respect. And, you know, respect goes both ways. It's not just from, right. you know, student to teacher, teacher to student. It goes both ways. So uh, that's an important thing. I think people pick up on that. And I think that's always been a backbone, like a staple of Mio Karate is that comes first. And then with that, the teaching uh, becomes more authentic. You know, it's not forced on people. People know that me and my dad, all we want to do is help people and get them better in any area we can. And that's just, that's how we do it. It's not going to make us a million dollars someday. <laughs> Be nice, but you know, it's, <laughs> this is what we do. And it's just, it's, it's how we do it. Excellent. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, that's it. Yeah. When, uh, when I started back in the early seventies, karate was quite different. Um, people say, oh, it's, it's gotten softer. People are not, but that's, that's absolutely not correct. Excuse me. We are, we know more now. Our technique is much more advanced than where we were in, in the early seventies. In the early seventies, the highest rank you had in your country was, I don't know, fifth or sixth degree. Now, you know, I'm an eighth and my son is seventh. And there are a lot of people in this country. Our, our teacher is a tenth on who moved to Michigan, Sente mm -hmm. Iha, um, from, uh, from Okinawa, from California, first from Okinawa to California, then to Michigan. Um, and he's been here for 45 years. So, um, so it was different. And I think a lot of it got mixed up with the, the military bases and how military organizations work. <laughs> mm. And I witnessed 
I witnessed abuse. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not talking about any particular dojo. Some of the things I've seen at tournaments. Um, and I always vowed to myself, if I someday had my own school, I would never teach students, uh, treat students that way. I thought, I thought like Sensei Mason just said, um, respect needs to go both ways. You know, a student is trying their best You give them respect for what they're doing. You don't berate them because they can't live up to some standard you have in your mind as if your dojo was your own little private army. You know, you have to understand that there are people who um, need more time and they'll get there. The thing, and, and, you know, and, and as far as being soft, we found out over the course of years that that's ways, that way is the better way because I saw many, many talented students driven out of a dojo for just because of the way they felt that they were being mistreated or the way they actually were mistreated. Mm-hmm. And I just, and we just decided, and it's just our personality that we would never be that way with our students. And um, that kind of perspective, I think has given a lot to us in, in our dojo. And my son is, you know, followed right in my own footsteps. He's, he's, he's very, you know, he's great with the kids, but he's also fair. And he's, 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 we, discipline is important. And we found over the years that kids actually crave discipline. They're more relaxed in a disciplined environment. They're they're more certain about what they can do and what they can't do. That, you know, nobody's testing them in terms of that. So, yeah, sometimes we have to bring some kids into line a little bit. But in in the end, they they enjoy the self-disciplined atmosphere. And the self-disciplined atmosphere that we give them sometimes actually goes with them to their academic uh, endeavors, which is what we're trying to do. We want them to be successful in life. And so far, it's worked out. It, and, and it's funny you, 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 you say that, uh, Sensei Dave. I was going to ask you, like, what, what are some of the benefits that you would you know, say for both child and adult of training in karate? Like, you know, this question is for both of you. Like, what, what are the benefits of karate? Well, well let's, let's take this from a perspective of myself. Because I'm a student like any other student, like you were a student, like uh, all the people in the dojo. I was a student and I know what it's given me. It's given me a sense of self-confidence. It's given me a sense, a self of, a sense of, of self-improvement. It's given me an idea, the, the idea that, um, you know, you, you, you can always do something better if you try harder. And this was, that lesson was kind of drilled into me as I, as I progressed. I, or, I'll never do that. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That was a few months ago. Now I can do it. And I think that ha- that helps you grow as a person. You enhance your your um, your perspective on what you can do and what you can't do. And we've had many, many students who have been in our programs who have become extremely successful uh, neurosurgeons, that kind of thing. And uh, I think for me, um, I've decided to give my life to it um, because it gives it gives me a, a sense of value, valuing myself to see that I can help other other people along the same road that I went down. And um, I, I think that's um, I guess that would be it in a nutshell for me. Sensei Mace. Well, <laughs> kind of the same, but um you know, I would say 
people need to like give it a chance. Let's put it that way. Um, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. If you get into a really good dojo with that family atmosphere that you had mentioned, people who are dedicated, like Sensei said, that we're giving our lives to, right? And what can come of it? One of the biggest things I could say for me, and again, no way I would have known when I was five, seven, or whatever, is my friendships. Um <clears throat> Yes. The camaraderie. Very important. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, you know where I'd be without some of these people in my life. Um, and I. And I'm talking about people I met through the dojo. I have like two best friends from school that I still are in contact with, very close to. Even though one of them I don't see as much. Um, but you know, other than that, it's my dojo family, and these guys are like my best friends. And have been there through my thick and thin, my ups and downs. We've had some, you know, unfortunate personal tragedies, et cetera. Um, I need help with my house. I mean, you know, these guys are here. We're at each other's houses. Do I'm helping this person with electric. This person's helping me with my wife's Jeep. And it's just that's that's how we live. And it's that constant reinforcement of helping each other. It's what we teach. It's how, like you said, it's how we live. So we really believe in it. Um so that's one of the biggest things I would say. Um, obviously, I love the skills I've obtained uh, as a martial artist. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting closer to 40. I'm starting to feel the bumps and bruises more than I ever have of late, it seems. <laughs> I don't know if that's from the pandemic and everything we did uh, teaching in this basement down here, these concrete floors. But who knows? Uh, but the <laughs> skills the, the skills I've obtained, um, I think are pretty cool. And, you know, just like on a simple level, like, wow, I could do that. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, Self-defense wise, like <clears throat> I am no Superman. I am no big, bad, you know, whatever you want, you know, like I said, superhero or anything. Like you know, I just know I can handle myself. Um, I know I'm not perfect. I know that there's always somebody bigger and stronger than me, but I have the confidence to know if I, if I needed to, it's within me. <clears throat> um, and that comes from my training. Um, you know, we train hard at the, at the dojo and those values have been instilled, you know, they're there inside of me. So those are things you just don't know unless you go and do it and you commit to it. And it's hard, you know, because you don't see that. <laughs> like we do trials for people, right? In the first three months, that's what we do. We do a three month trial because, you know, nowadays people research everything. They're looking for deals. They're looking for schools. You know, it's just the world we live in. Google, right? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, so they don't know. And we try to give them a few months to kind of see and, you know, feel what we're about. But the reality is, like, to really know what we're about, it's more than three months. And unfortunately, like, my dad was talking about people who are talented get run at – I've gotten run out of dojos. People who would have fit in great with us just for whatever reason um, – get run out because they don't see those friendships, you know, those mm. lifelong bonds and things like that, that are, that are there for them. If, you know, like you stick with it time um, and time that's patience, patience. We, it's a key word for everybody. We use in the dojo kids, parents, everybody, just patience, good things will come. And that is like anything in life. So in a nutshell like that, yeah, I think that's a big thing for me other than like, I could echo everything. Uh, my dad said, but I think the camaraderie and friendship stuff, you would never know unless you stick with it. Um, you bond uh, through the training with each other, tough training, hard training. And then when you're done, it's like, ah, you know, you shake hands, hug each other, you know, and it's like, ah, we're friends. You know, it's it's that type of feeling. Um, you can't just like 
pay for, you know, you have to experience. And right. that's one of the biggest things I think um, for me um, that I wish people can get out of our karate training as well. And and just so people understand also uh, our karate, what, what what is the style of karate that we do at Maywood uh, Karate? Okay, what we do is um, is a, a, a branch of Shorinru Karate, uh, which is called it's called Shorinru Shiokan. It's um, of the three major schools of karate that started in Okinawa. Um, it's it's um, one of the one of the biggest, and um, it's one of the oldest. It involves very natural motion. Um, and it's funny that we talk, my sensei Mason, to, I, I call him Sensei Mason. He's my son. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the way we talk to other people about each other. You know, um, it's, it's, uh, he mentioned the idea of friendship. And our teacher, who we, we met in, I guess, 1996. 90, no, didn't we know him in 1990? Yes, yes. I'm thinking, um, yes, yes, when we first officially started. First, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, his motto is um, friendship, cooperation, and learning. And he puts friendship first um, because he feels that if you're friends, you'll cooperate, you'll work with each other, and you'll learn more. And it, it, it's kind of what we were doing before we actually met him. Um, it, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's an odd and a great coincidence because um, his karate is uh, – Peerless. He's he's legendary, and you know, just on that, I want to say something about um, my son. There are a lot of different kind of people who come into dojos. Um, there are people who are physically challenged. There are people who are maybe a little mentally a little bit challenged. There are people who are physically talented. There are people who are uncoordinated. There are all kinds of people, and they all they all can get there at the end. They can be at the same place, which is what makes this such a, a unique op, uh, uh, activity. But I just have to say that um, when my son was very young, I recognized and a lot of other people recognized that he was very unusual. He had this great physical talent and he also developed this great um, desire to learn and get better. Those people are, are unusual. And right now teaching my sensei Iha's karate uh, I, I personally believe that he's he's at the highest possible level that you can get in, in learning this kind of karate. Um, he can do things that I simply can't do anymore. And it's, um, and it's really great to have somebody in the dojo who can can demonstrate things exactly the way Sensei Iho wants us to do it. And the other thing is about continuing. Um, I don't know if I would have continued at the same way, if it wasn't for my son being there, um, he motivated me. Watching him grow motivated me to keep it open and keep going. There were times when the dojo was hanging by a thread and by a fingernail, but those friendships, we didn't, I didn't want to let them down by closing. And watching my son develop was one of the reasons that we always pushed through and tried to persevere. And his business acumen is, um, uh, yeah, it's it's much more advanced than mine was. So he's helped take us to a whole different level level now. And uh, I just I just had to say that because you asked what kept me going. Part of what kept me going was watching him develop as a and not only as a student, but as a teacher. 
Excellent. Thank, thank you, Sensei. Oh, you're welcome. I I, I have to know that, like, when when you were uh, training, was it always in your mind that you wanted to open your own school? Like, and, you know, and, and, and like, eventually have, like, Sensei Mason, you know, like, be one of the instructors and, you know, and, and, and again, your, 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 your brother Mike, you know, Sensei Mike, yeah. you know, like, you know, like what, what, what was, was that in your mind, like, early that, you know, I, I'd love <laughs> to do this? Or, like, at what point did, did that come about? Well, um, to honestly, no. I, what happened was I, I remember being a big baseball fan and a Met fan, which is kind of good this year. Um, my biggest concern about getting down to the dojo was, am I going to be able to get home in time to watch some of the Met games? And I just wanted, I just wanted, I wanted to learn enough uh, to get, to get to, uh, you know, be able to defend myself. I figured I had green belt, you know, that's good enough, but something happened. Um, something happened. I, I, I fell in love with the, with the study, um, the art of karate um, at a very early time. And um, I think after that, after becoming a black belt in my teacher's school, he actually approached me and asked me if I wanted to become partners with him. Oh. Yes. And, but that didn't work out because there was a financial problem, I guess, in 1988. I, what was that? The big black, the black stock market. Black Monday, the, the end yeah. of 87, yeah. yeah. I and, he, and he said, you know, it's not the time to open. So he's kind of said, now, nah, if you want to, you can go ahead and do it by yourself. So I, we did. And uh, that we found that little place in Maywood, that little hole in the wall place that we started out in. But no, <laughs> this is the last thing I ever thought of as, as and it, it, this is my, you know, I, I've done different other things in my life. I was a, a school teacher. I was a... Uh, an optician. I was a, uh, a systems analyst. I, I did a lot of different things. And through all that, it was at the dojo at the nighttime. And now I'm at the point in my life because I'm 74, I can just do it without worrying about another job. It's actually my retirement, which I have to thank my son for because without him, I might be pushing shopping carts someplace. So um, I'm very happy with the way it's all turned out. It's been a very rewarding experience to become a sensei and, and own my own school. I don't know. I don't know how else to express it. It's um, it's a good feeling to feel as if you you've done something and you've left a mark on the world that leaves the world a little little better place uh, when you're gone. So yeah, I would say no. I never thought of it, but I'm happy it happened. Let's put it that way. Excellent. Sensei Mace. Yep. Now, given, you know, the, the dojo has been around this many years, did you see yourself as like, well, at some point I'm going to be the one running the dojo. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> going to be one of the owners. Did, did, you know, did, did, did you see this, you know, like way it, at a young age? Yeah. You know, like, is this something uh, you, you thought about? And also what's kept it going? And especially as you brought it up, through the pandemic, because it's amazing what you guys did to get yes. us through the pandemic. What he did. Well, that's all right. It's a long one, but let me, uh, for me, owning a dojo, um, the way it is now, no, I did not 
think it would be the way it is right now. Uh, and that's from unfortunate circumstances that happen. Um, but, um, you know, it's funny. I, I keep forgetting. I want to take a picture and show people. Um, I, my wife found my old high school yearbook. And one, oh, wow. of the, and one of the things that says is own a dojo someday. So I lived up to that, which was pretty cool. It was in my quote things, you know, whatever, you know, you do mm-hmm. <laughs> your senior yearbook. I'm like, wow, that actually happened. Um, so <clears throat> basically, uh, you know, I had some things happen physically with me. I lost vision out of my right eye when in uh, 2007, came out of nowhere. We didn't know what was going to happen. I was an electrician. I was apprenticeshipping uh, and going into my fourth year. <clears throat> so the union was paying me very well. Money was good. We were saving up for a house where we are now. And um, basically, that took everything in a tailspin for me. My professional career was like going here and it just stopped because we didn't know what was going on with my health. And make a long story short, for that aspect of it, um, I had to give it up. Because a lot of things I can tell you, I did my, the guy who was helping me with my career said, listen, it's just, it's dangerous work. The last thing you need is like hot metal in your good eye, you know, doing something on the job and, you know, things are dangerous. So basically said, listen, I could try to get you into some other field that's relatively close. You could try to uh, do what they call estimating. So, you know, you're reading blueprints all day and estimating material for jobs, et cetera. And eh, I'm doing it. <clears throat> Make a very, again, I'm going to, we'll go long story short. That didn't work out. Uh, somebody said he was going to train me. And I told him you know, the way I am in terms of karate, it's like, listen, I want to learn from the ground up and I'm going to do my best. Well, after like nine days, this guy felt uh, I wasn't suited for this. Nice. Ah, you're not going to learn it. I said, Sorry, it's only been nine days. But what happened was I was very like depressed because at this time, uh, my mom had passed away unexpectedly in 2008. I took this job basically two weeks or so after she passed. So I know I was in a tough spot, but I needed to distract myself and do something. So that's what it was. I came home and I asked my dad to come over here in my basement. I said, listen, I remember talking to him. I said, I, I don't know what got in my head. I was like, this is the time. Cause we had talked about possibly being partners and things like that when we needed to do, uh, we needed to boost the dojo. This is when my mother was a little sick and things like that. And I couldn't at the time because we were trying to buy a house and I, and the, the money I was making was what we needed to afford my house. So I couldn't just throw it away at that moment in my life. And I was getting married to Lauren. So <clears throat> I, w- when that happened, I came here, I said, you know what? I looked at my dad, I said, I think it's time full time. And we had talked about it in the past and I was like, all right, let's, let's go for it. And I remember we sat in the dojo that one day. We're like, all right, what do we do? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, and to run it as a full-time business was completely different than my dad. will tell you that of what they did in, you know, in the past is they had full-time jobs and it was an afternoon type of thing and more of a passion. Um, they weren't doing it to feed their families um, per se, but for me, um, unfortunately, with my mom's passing, um, you know, and the way it worked out, um, it just gave us the opportunity in a sense with that and um, my, jo- my job situation, my professional career kind of being like in question. 
So I go, just go for it. And it was literally on a whim sitting down right here on this couch here where I am now. And when we look back now, that was in 2008. <clears throat> um, in 2018, we were able to buy the building next door and get to a brand new facility and, mm-hmm. you know, the whole nine yards. And there was a, it was, it was, there was a lot of ups and downs in that time period, but we persevered. We treated it uh, more of a, more of a business sense because we wanted to grow again. Uh, the, the school had suffered because uh, my dad and my uncle weren't able to get down as much. My mom was sick. So it, it, it's like my dad was talking about mentioned earlier in uh, the show, it was hanging by a thread. That's kind of where, what he meant. So there was a lot of things that unfortunately came, had to come first, our family and things kind of suffered a little. So we decided to resurrect the place and here we are. So I always thought maybe I'd own my own dojo someday. Um, Maybe I'd partner with my dad, but never the way, uh, you know, unfortunate tragedy um, led us to this success. Um, But that's really what it was. It was after my mom passed um, and my, my job person, my job situation. And it was one of those things we just said, it just, it was, I can't explain it, Nick. It was just something that we felt we had to do. And most people, and I, oh, let me that. And there's a lot of people I know close to me. Oh, you should find a part-time job somewhere. You should go do this. You should, you should go do that. And it, it, there's a lot of people close to me, people not so close to me that were in my ear a lot about that. And we decided not to. It was like, no, we're going to go for it full-time, make this bigger than we'd ever done before. And now here we are. And it's a pretty cool thing. So no, I didn't think it would be this way. Um, I always hoped of it, but I'm just glad it, you know, if it wasn't for all those circumstances, we wouldn't be where we're at and we wouldn't have touched as many lives as we have till this day uh, where we are now. So on that aspect, that's one. The pandemic, um, I, I, I really, again, yeah, I yeah I I did a lot myself in terms of teaching and stuff like that. Um, my will, I'm not gonna try to pump myself up, but uh, I I know uh, how what my will is, and from my martial arts, my training, and everything, um, it does take a lot to break me. Um, and um, I wasn't gonna let this break me, and more importantly, it was I kept thinking about was our family's legacy. Uh, that was the thing that said, I, I, we, we, we got it. We can't let this beat us. So we tried everything and um, it started virtual karate. Um, right. You know, Sensei Andre um, and Noel, who used to train with us, who came back for a little bit. Um, they were uh, big people in my ear helping me with all the computer stuff. As I told you, I'm not, I'm okay with computers and all this stuff. And it was new for everybody right. and relying on this to be the basis of everything and changing a 30 plus year business model in a week was very challenging. So um, it was late nights, um, not a lot of sleep. We figured out a, a model to keep it going. And um, more importantly, the way I look at it, and I'm serious, is if it wasn't for students like you, uh, the students who helped, you know, with the technical aspect, our parents, our kids, and everybody believing in what we were doing, especially virtually. Um, 
I, you know, I, I credit them more than me in that sense, because if it wasn't for that support, you know, it could have been hung up and a lot of what our family worked for would have been gone. So um, there's an equal uh, admiration and respect for our students, as I'm sure you guys have for us. We have for you guys as well. Thank you, Sensei. And, and yeah, so you both know, you know, given everything over the past year and a half, almost now, you know, with the pandemic, karate was one of the things that got us through. Yeah, because you know, it, it it gives you that focus. It gives you something to take your mind off of everything else that's going on. Not not to say you know disregard everything, but just you know it, it gives you a focus. Really, it's a that, great outlet. Yeah, a great outlet, and it keeps that as you as you both uh, said that family aspect, that family environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't able to you know reach out and touch each other. But we were still together. We were still in communication. We were we were still trading together, and you know that was huge to us. And then when you you were able to you know come a a little like midsummer and that be able to use the park, that we could actually do some training like do do our kata in the park. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was (laughs) that was awesome. That you know that was basically you know again, and I'll, I'll I'll admit also. There were people like me that, yeah, I was very nervous. You know, you know, the, the, there's a lot that happened with the the pandemic, yeah. and yeah. you know, I was very nervous. But you helped alleviate our nerves, and you you've kept to all like state and federal protocols. You you guys have kept everything like even before everything was shut down. You guys were like. You know, weekend after weekend, you know, coming in and doing deep cleanings. Yeah. At the yeah. dojo. You're like, yeah. it, it wasn't just yeah. like, okay, let's just do the windows. You know, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, you guys were doing deep cleaning throughout the dojo. And then when it came to the point, okay, everything has to shut for now. Again, the way you guys pivoted was amazing. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot, you know, a lot of schools that weren't able to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's probably a lot out there, you know, a lot of businesses in uh, the state of New Jersey and that that didn't survive. Yeah. Well, what what Mason and Andre um, and Noel put together was a uh, a really fantastic little system, you know, as an as a as a systems analyst. I couldn't you know, I've been out of it now for many, many years and uh, I had no idea what these guys were doing. And uh, I just have to be, you know, thankful for everything they did. They put together these forms and these sign-up sheets and blah, 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 blah. Who knows? But it, it, but it all worked pretty seamlessly. Um, and, you know, we've, we eventually were able to try to integrate some live classes with right. masks. And, and, you know, we're moving. We're moving in, in that normalcy direction is what we want right. to do. Um, I just want to, I don't, I don't know why. This is maybe a bit personal, but. Uh, Sensei Mason talked of, a little bit about, you know, the tragedy of losing uh, his mom and, of course, my wife. Yes. And um, and our decision, let's just go for it. I mean, at that point, Mason and his sister, Nicole, were out of the house. They were and I was on my own. I was and it freed me. It's a funny thing. Um, I had a, 
a priest come in when I was still working in the optical um, area. And he said, you'll see something good will come of all this tragedy because he knew I, w- I could barely function at that point. And what I remember was that these friends, these wonderful friends of ours helped us through that period. And I was useless. I was totally useless. I, I didn't even want to teach. I didn't, I didn't, I was, um, uh, incapable of doing anything. And, um, I finally went back down to the dojo and I walked in and everybody didn't know. You could see that they, people didn't know what to say, you know, um, and there was this little, I still remember his name, this little um, child, a Japanese student, his name was Yusuke. He came up to me and he said, Sensei, could you help me with Pinan Shodan? And at that moment, my life came back. Just that little kid asking me to help him. So karate has meant such an incredible thing to us. So, I mean, I, I don't even know how to express you know, our love for the art and uh, actually our love for our teacher. We hope our students feel the same way about us, but um, but that's to be seen. You, you know, human nature is odd, but we're doing our best. Let's put it that way. But I just thought that, I, you know, um, that little anecdote about coming back to life because of the dojo and because of karate might give your listeners a little bit of better idea about how much the art means to us and to mo- the many people who stay in the art. Definitely. And that, thank you, Sensei. Th- you know, thank you both Sensei Dave and Sensei Mason for sharing that. You know, like I know how personal and, and I miss Ellen too. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was always great, you know, coming in and then, you know, stopping by the office, saying yeah. hello. Yeah. <clears throat> and going to the dojo floor and, and beginning training. She was such a big part of the whole family atmosphere that we that we grew there. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, yeah, you know, I I really want to thank you both, you know, for for being here to you know today, and you know, talking about Maywood Karate and how it came to be, what it means to you, and just as one of the students for many years. Again, yeah, I, I took the long plan. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it means the world to us as well. Oh, thank you, Nick. Thank you. Is, it does help focus. It does it, – it, it, it is family. And, you know, you know, there's – and, you know, for everyone out there, you know, there's plenty of, you know, martial arts schools and such around. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to find a school like – Maywood Karate out there that, that that just has the heart of Maywood Karate. Well, oh, and, thank and, you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. That aspect, and 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 I thank you both for it over the years. It's well, uh, thanks. Well, <laughs> thank you for giving us the opportunity to uh, to actually share uh, some of these stories um, because yeah, they are personal, uh, <clears throat> but it's authentic and. That's the key, I think, is that we're just going to be authentic, who we are, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully people uh, will continue to come in and to see that and respond to us, and uh, we'll hopefully keep uh, keep this thing going and add some more chapters to uh, our Miracrata history. Definitely, and 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 the one thing that you brought up uh, before, Sensei Dave, as far as like you know, th- there are students that are you know 
There are students that are athletic. There are students that are non-athletic. I fall into the second category. I, I've always been a klutz. I've never been the most athletic of people. Even when I used to go to years ago to uh, uh, spa to uh, also sensei like yep. over Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, you know, like you know, working out is one thing, but still, yeah, I, I was not the most uh, coordinated of individuals. And I love karate. I, I love what it gives to me. And that if you had said to me years ago when I started, because you know, like uh, Sensei Troy is the one that brought me in. I've, yep. I've been friends with him since kindergarten. Yep. And you know, he's like, you know, come see. And when I started, I was terrified because like, even though I saw that the aspects that, we were talking about it's still oh wow you know, like am i going to be able to do these moves you know like the, that now not to say that they're you know looking back you know some of these are a lot simpler than i thought they were yep uh, but, exactly but, but there's yep. so much detail to these simple moves too yep. <laughs> but i'm able to i'm able to do it <laughs> i'm able to you yep. know like Again, that's right. You're right I, where you're supposed to be right now. Exactly. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and thank you both for like what you've given me. And, and, and my wife, Tracy, who is also you know, tra trained throughout the years, also yep. with Maywood Karate. Yes. Um, I, I, usually on, on our program, we like to actually, um, when, when we're uh, close to wrapping up, we like to play little games. And uh, I'd like to uh, play one if you, if, you, if you have a couple of minutes here. Sure. We're, we're going to do we, we do a thing called Jersey, not Jersey. And yeah. we're, we're going to do the Jersey, not Jersey action star edition. I'm going to give you the names of certain action stars of movie and television throughout the years. And let me know where they were, if they were born in Jersey or not. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not into movie stars, but we'll give it a shot. No, 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 no. But again, as you said, Sensei, you know, like, you know, again, Kung Fu is one of the things that. Yeah. And it turns out that you. there was quite a history in behind how David Carradine became the character <laughs> instead of Bruce Lee, who was a, originally wanted that, that role. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. Yes. And there was a lot of there's a bit of a unfortunate past in our country's history that was involved in why it Fun. ended up with David Carradine instead of Bruce Lee. But Got that's. It. That's many, many years ago. So, well, I'm going to give you okay ten stars, and you let me know if they're actually born in the Garden State. The okay. first star, action star, John Travolta. He of you know of, uh, of many action movies and you know musicals and. Well, you know, he seems like a Jersey guy to me, so my guess would be yes, but. I want to think he's New York, but uh, God. I don't know if you're, it's the first one's a trick question already. I'm going to go no. Okay. The answer, John Travolta is from Englewood, New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. Englewood. Yeah. In fact, uh, I believe his, his family actually had, I remember when I used to see my uh, cousin up in Hillsdale, I used to pass Travolta Tire all the time. I'm like, ah. I wonder if that's any relation. And this was in the days when he was 
one of the sweat hogs on Welcome Back Carter. It's like, wow. I you know, that, <laughs> that's funny because when I was a teacher, I was a sweat hog teacher. I was, oh, a, wow. I was a special ed teacher and I had classes like that. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the seventies, early seventies. Excellent. <clears throat> uh, our, our second action star, uh, star of many action movies, Mr. Tom Cruise. Yes, I think he was. Is he from Jersey or not? You, I, you said yes. I, 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 I just kind of something jogged in there, but I'm. Uh, I'm going to go no, because if he gets this again, I don't believe it. I, uh, I'm going no, because <laughs> I have no clue. Well, Mr. Tom Cruise was actually born in Syracuse, New York. Ah, but, well, that's but, close. Yeah. But you know what? You get partial uh, credit, Sensei, because he did graduate from Glenridge High School. In yeah, Utah. there was something about him, uh, but I don't know. Wow. I, I usually don't. Oh, boy. Do. These are tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about. Bruce Willis, action star. Ah, uh, boy. Is he from the Garden State? See, I don't want to feel like I'm just saying yes all the time because it's like that. I actually theory. think he is. I, I thought Bruce so. Willis was, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Well, th this one's another tricky one. Bruce Willis was actually not born even in America. He was born actually in uh, Idar Oberstein, West Germany. <laughs> but he grew up in... Penn's Grove and went and went to Penn's Grove High School in New Jersey. Well, that's why I knew that. Close, close, close. <laughs> so again, close, close I, I, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to go into a long, complicated answer. Yes. That was how about a more recent action star? Uh actually the star of the two biggest money-making movies of all time. Zoe Saldana. Mm. Uh, she, she's in uh, Marvel fame, uh, yep. uh, Gora, and she was also one of the stars of Avatar. Yes, I remember. <sighs> she oh, from man, why, did you, why did you go first this time, Mister Zoe Saldana? No. He Not said no. Jersey. He says no all the time, and I, well, except for Willis, um, she could be a Jersey person. I remember Willis something for local. That's why not the high school, something else. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't. I, I'm just going to guess yes again. Well, Sensei Dave, you, you are correct. She actually grew up and was born in Passaic, New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> and that wouldn't have been a surprise to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it's funny when we actually do <clears throat> and, and find out some of these people. That, yeah. that wow, Passaic. <laughs> nearby. Um, here, I, I'm going to uh, jump ahead a little bit. How about uh, Charles Bronson? He of 70s uh, action movie. Mm. Theme. All right. Now I don't want to, you know, now we're talking about my age group here. And it's the problem is when you get to my age group, memory goes, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, um, gee, Charles Bronson. I would say no. Okay. And Sensei Mace? <sighs> No. Yeah, and you are both correct. Actually, he's from Ehrenfeld, Pennsylvania. Mm. So well, yeah. I knew that too, but state next door. But yep, he was he was not Jersey. Uh, now here here's a classic one for you, uh, Sensei Dave, Lee Van Cleef. Oh, if, if, angel, if, angel if, eyes. Yes, and and if you were watching a western, be it on on the screen or on <laughs> or on the television. 
Chances are Lee Van Cleef made his way into one of those. Yes. Well, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but um, I thought he was from New Mexico or something. But, you know, uh, oh, boy. Uh, my guess would be no. I'm going to go yes because it's just it, – would it make sense? So, yes. And Sensei Mace, you are correct. Actually, wow. Lee Van Cleef is from Somerville, New Jersey. Somerville. Somerville. Yeah. Great music in those movies. Yeah, great uh, music. The theme music. How about a, a couple more here? We, we got um, – how about Will Smith? He's, he's from – is he from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right? He's he's a Philly guy, isn't he? I, I'll go no. I'm going to go – I, I, I was thinking more he's kind of like an L.A. guy. I'm going to say no. And you're, you're both correct, Sensei's. Yeah, and Pensley Mace, you are correct. He's a Philly guy. All right. I, was, I, got, well, I got one. All right, there you go. That one I actually knew. Yeah, again, yeah, he's, he's next door, right, you know, right on the close. border. But, he's close. Close. Um, how about the ever-eternal uh, action star and comedy star, Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Uh, See, here's where I give my age off because I don't really know who he is. Um, <laughs> Ant-Man of Ant in, in the In the uh, Marvel yeah. movie. And, and Mar other funny Marvel. Movies. All right, Mr. Marvel Man Mason, what do you think? <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's Jersey. He see he seems Jersey. So I'm gonna go Jersey. Well, I don't really even know who he is, but <laughs> since I live in New Jersey, I'm gonna say it's New Jersey. <laughs> and you are both correct. He's actually also from Pasek, New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> Holy moly. Really <laughs> Saldana, but again, with his, he's got one of those ever eternal faces, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> wow. Yep. Last, last one. Roy Scheider. Here Brody from Jaws, from Jaws, from Blue Thunder, and many other movies of the... I the think of him, I think of his musical talent, you know, his... Oh, yeah. What was he in that movie? Was it not Chicago? I forget which one it was. But I'm going to say yes. I'm going no. And the correct answer, Roy Scheider was not only born in Orange, New Jersey. Wow. He was a New Jersey amateur boxer with an 8-1 record. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, I thought he was probably somewhere from New. He, his background kind of reminds me of that. He might have been in theater, maybe because of some of these movies. And a lot of the people who are in theater now in, in New York and do the, the amateur theater around here are from New Jersey. It seems correct. like a, seems like a great breeding ground for creative people. And I and I believe you're correct in saying that too, Sensei. I believe he did. You know, uh, he was part of theater, and like after his boxing career, he. You know, like pursued a theater career, which g gave him that catapult to movie stardom. Again, thank you both for being on the uh, pod today. If there are people out there interested in joining Maywood Karate, what is the way that they can find Maywood Karate, get in touch with you, contacts? Best, uh, best way is maywoodkarate.com. We have our new and improved uh, website. Uh, Courtesy of uh, Sensei Michael uh, Carleo's uh, entertainment group. They did a fantastic job. Uh, but you can contact us through the website now, which is uh, very simple and easy. And uh, they'll receive a reply from uh, my wife, Lauren. She'll reply back and give them a time to schedule a lesson. And it's that simple. And, and you, 
you had mentioned also you have some uh, specials on that for like, sure. yeah. students. Yeah. So anybody who comes in, we do a three month trial period for 199 and uniforms included. So you get, a, you get a gi, you get three months, no contract, and it gives you enough time to see if you like it. And then if you like it, then we can talk about what the rates are going forward on a monthly basis. But for that, uh, that special, it gives you a good amount of time to see if you like martial arts. Three months is is a is a fair trial period to give it a good shot. Excellent. Our, our monthly rates are um, probably too low <laughs> for our own good. <laughs> so well, if people start to try to compare, the the, the where we we give a lot of value for what we do. Definitely, <laughs> believe me, the the value is more than what you are charging <laughs> a lot more thank you oh thank you nick no thank you and for what exit jersey stories i've been nick franco and my guests today were david senek mason senek thank you very much for listening thank yes. you and it was fun it was fun i really enjoyed it thank <laughs> you so much nick thank you take care everyone